you've entered the wheelhouse with John Lund on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for joining us here in the wheelhouse. In 10 minutes, John Dickinson is going to join us. He's our Raiders insider. He's going to be at the Raiders HQ during the draft. Now, they don't pick till 95, but he's going to give us a little insight into uh, the Raiders and their thinking. We'll do that in 10 minutes. They're doing a mock drive, I'm hearing, though. I hear they're acting yeah, like Yeah, Reggie McKenzie's acting like he has 17. Oh, yeah. Which I, I think that's cool, like who he might pick. Oh, You really? know? Oh. If we had the pick. Oh, Kind wow. of a thing. Oh. Hey, uh, the Warriors oh, have wow. their final... Uh, <laughs> Final game tonight, uh, they take on and host the Spurs, and it's fan night tonight, celebrating the best fans in the NBA. And uh, that's going to happen, of course, at Oracle. As a way of saying thank you to the team's fans, the Warriors and Levy Restaurants are joining forces to uh, offer, how about this, 50% off food and beverages, plus select merchandise throughout the evening. Tickets for fan night starting at just $19 and available by visiting warriors.com. That's what I'm talking about. $19. That's like back in the 60s, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They're giving them away. <laughs> I wonder if it's like the beverages that I like. There are certain beverages that I would really like to have 50% off, but then you'd have to drive me home. That's kind of how that would work. All right. Oh, uh, you're too much. <laughs> Good enough to be joined by the new general manager of the Golden State Warriors, and he's a Bay Area guy. That is uh, Bob Myers. Bob, how are you? Good, John. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. Sure. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for making the time. You know, it's funny, because I was up in Portland, and I remember you as Brandon Roy's agent, and you were a pre- you were a prominent agent for many NBA players. So so how did you make the switch from one side to the other? You know, it's a good question, John, one I've been asked quite a bit, and one that I actually have asked myself, too. <laughs> it was, it was uh, not, that, not that this job isn't what I wanted, but, you know, I was leaving a career, uh, which takes a long time to build. Uh, becoming an agent and building a network and recruiting clients, keeping clients, getting to know the uh, general managers of other teams, it just takes a long time. So I'd finally come to a point, I thought, where business was coming my way. I'd been doing it about 14, 15 years. I had a good, stable client base. I was living in a nice city, and I had a pretty good life. And I was wondering if the risk of changing careers was worth it. And the decision that I made, and, and I'm glad I made, was that I just wanted to do something different. I just didn't want to be an agent for 30 years of my life. And not that it was a bad profession. It was just at some point things run their course. And being an agent and being what I thought was, I was a decent one, you're doing a lot of one-off transactions. You're not really building anything. You're building your practice. But you just not a lot of strategy in it, whereas on the team side, there's a, there's a thrill and an enjoyment to trying to build a successful team. It's almost like you've got all these pieces of the puzzle on the table and you've got to fit them together. And that, that idea and that concept to me was, was intriguing, and, and I'm happy that I, I made the career change. Okay, so w- what have you been doing and learning uh, over the last year then? A lot of learning. Uh, we've, I'm blessed to have a relationship with a guy that, that our ownership brought on, which is Jerry West. So to be able to pick his brain um, is immeasurably important. Not not just not just should we draft this guy or what do you think of this trade or what do you think this player's worth in dollars? More of how do you deal with uh, ownership or how, what's your relationship like with other general managers? How do you conduct exit interviews? All these things that he's done uh, for 30, 40 years as a player, coach, um, executive, just to pick his brain. So I've, I've utilized that resource. Um, sitting aside, Larry Riley, who, uh, like I said before, is one of the most decent people I've ever met in any walk of life, 
but certainly in sports. And just to be able to shadow him and watch how he conducted himself and the trade deadline, the draft last year. So just a lot of people to lean on. We've got a great team here, Kirk Lacob, uh in uh, player personnel, Travis Schlink, the assistant general manager. So you really use the people that have been doing it. Um, so I feel like I learned a, a tremendous amount and was lucky to have people like that available to talk to. Hey, Bob, Lorenzo Neal here. A question for you. So when you're looking at this and you're looking at the transition from agent to you know front office, or what's the correlation? Are you saying, hey, do you still have a great relationship with a lot of agents? And you can say, hey, look, you can talk to your management and say, look, I know these agents. I know if they're giving me the truth. I've been around in that sphere, in that space. I operated in that space for 12 years. I, I know what's right, and, and I can be able to look at that. And then can you also elaborate on the way can you evaluate talent? And what is your, you know, what is your... What's your end goal? It, meaning that is, is it a two-year, you're just stepping in? Is it a one-year, two-year, three-year before you feel that, hey, look, I'm willing to I take over now, make the educated decisions in the war room, in the draft room, and bring in the talent that we need to compete for a championship? Hey, thanks, Lorenzo. I think, I think a lot of things you said, I mean, I could, I could answer that question. take me a long time to answer it. <laughs> exactly right. But, uh, but I'll tell you what, being in, on the agent side, I think what it – gave me and what it gives me is a perspective that's a little unique as far as when you're negotiating i can sit there uh now in the role that i'm in as a general manager and say i know what it's like to represent a restricted free agent i know what it's like to have to do a rookie extension i know what it's like to represent a player in the draft i know what it's like to try to get a player traded so just to see it from that perspective it's interesting i've talked to a lot of agents uh since i got the job and even when I was assistant general manager last year, and um, they'll start the conversation a lot with, you know what I'm talking about, or you can understand what I'm saying, and it's not a line. I'll tell them, yeah, I get it. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> and it gives me that ability to kind of speak the language, which, sure. which in turn gives you an ability to have a frank and honest conversation. I mean, if a guy calls me and says, my clients were $10 million, and I say, you're kidding me. He is not worth $10 million. He's a restricted free agent. You know what I know. He's not getting that money. And it just cuts through a lot of those type of uh, conversations where they're not productive. So right. you feel like... Credibility. Yeah, coming from the other side, you can tell a guy, no, I know what you're going through. I know what you're trying to do, and it's not going to work. Um, and then to your second point on evaluating talent, I think that's an art more than it is science. You really work hard at that, and every year, nobody bats a 1,000. So how do you evaluate talent in the best way? One thing I think vantage point I have that's productive is knowing the players. You played a sport for a long time, and you have probably had an agent. And as an agent, you're more intimately involved in the lives of your players than you are in management. Management, yes, you have to interact with players, but an agent, you get to know the families, you get to know the wives, you get to know what kind of music they like, where they like to eat, all these other things. But you also get to know, just by being around the game as an agent, which players take the game seriously, which players work off the, off the field, off the court. Uh, who, who loves the game? Who would play for free as opposed to who's in it for the check? So I think bringing some experience when it comes to the point of evaluating players, I can call a former client and say, you played with this guy. What's he like? And that's, that's a real unique, unique advantage to be able to do that because on the executive side, you see what you see on the court. You see what you see on TV but you don't see where does that guy go when the game's over? Where does he go in the summer? You might have an idea, but if I asked you when you were playing football, what's this guy like? 
and I had a viewpoint from what I saw on TV, you tell me, Bob, you know what? Let me tell you about this guy. This guy off the field, he's not a, not a great guy, doesn't work hard. He's a tremendous talent, but he's not a guy you want on your team. And certainly don't pay him X amount of dollars. And then I'd say to you, what do you think of this other guy? And you'd say, I'm telling you, it doesn't show up in the, in the line at the end of the game, but this guy helps you win games, and he's going to get better. So just having that ability to get information and make decisions based on it is, is really important. Bob Myers, good enough to join us. He's the new uh, Warriors GM here in the wheelhouse. John Lund, Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. I would imagine as the new GM, you'd love to have a lottery pick, but we've talked about this for weeks. The organization obviously has been talked about and asked a lot of times. You've had a lot of injuries and people are like, oh, you're trying to tank for that pick. Well, tonight against San Antonio, obviously it'd be nice to win the game, but if you don't win it, you have a higher percentage of keeping that pick. So as the new GM of the team, how do you, you kind of look at that whole thing? Well, you know what? I think you have to look at it larger way and step back and say what kind of culture, what kind of integrity, um, what kind of basketball brand are you trying to build? And, and I can tell you this, and, John, I'm sure you've engaged in sports, and, Lorenzo, I know you're a professional athlete, so I've never tried to lose anything in my life. I mean, I have a two-year-old daughter, and maybe she'll beat me in a race to the car, but I just think once you go down that path of trying to lose – it just sets the worst tone you can set in an organization. So when we step out on the floor, we're trying to win. Uh, the directive from management for the coaches is win games. Now, a lot of people think that's counterintuitive, and they think that's not the right way to view it. But once you try to manipulate things, and, I, and in my opinion, do things the wrong way, which is how I would view trying to lose a game, then I think it comes back to you in, bad, in, in the wrong way as well. I mean, I just think... Once you start messing with things like that, mm -hmm. I just think it, uh, and I can't put my finger on how it'll come back, but to me it's just not doing things the right way. And I can understand people's perspective that would disagree, but we have to think bigger than what this pick is this year and think of how we want our players to view our coaches um, and how, how, if you're out there playing as a player on this team tonight, how do you look at your coach or your management if, if you feel like as a player they don't want to win the game? I mean, if I was out there playing tonight and I felt like, look, these guys don't want me to win, that would be a problem for me. And so we're, we're trying to win. We're trying to win every game. We've had a lot of injuries. Uh, we have three surgeries this week. Curry was had surgery yesterday. Bogan has surgery tomorrow. Wow. And Lee had surgery today. Yep. So the people that are accusing us of orchestrating something, you don't just have a surgery for no reason. Um, so we've had legitimate injuries. I wish we hadn't to the playoffs, but we are where we are. Sure, sure. Question for you. Now, so I'm not saying you lose games because I, I, I totally agree with you. I'm 100% behind you. Now, when you look at it, it's, it's, it's management. And I'm looking at it, I'm saying, who's our, what's my identity? No, we got a new coach. We got rid of, you know, a guy who was a scorer, but, you know, small guy injury, went and got a big guy. Trying to find, when you play, you know, trying to find that king. When you play chess, protect your king, and you build around it, whether it's a forward, whether it's a guard, whether it's a center. Um, you try to build. So when I'm looking at it tonight, do you look at it, you know, just asking you as a GM, do you look at it and say, I'm trying to find my base. I'm trying to find my foundation. I know we're, in a, we're having a losing year, but now tonight it's about playing and seeing who's going to rise up. Am I going to play everyone tonight, to, you know, not to lose, but just to see which guys, like we're talking about, when you're talking about getting behind closed doors, does that guy have it? Is that the guy who can help me win? Do I do that tonight and say, look, I'm just going to play guys and just see which guy wants to step up and really wants to be here? Yeah, and that's a fair point. I think that's what happened in the last game. We played, coach went with lineups that we hadn't gone with, a couple different ones, went with a lot of youth. 
and took that approach. And that's a fair approach because it's hard to simulate in-game. You can play in the summer league, you can play pickup, but rarely do you get a chance to look at an NBA player in a game where uh, it's an actual NBA game and they're out there and you're evaluating them on your floor. So, you know, you do balance that. You, you want to take a look at young guys, but to be fair, we're looking at the players we're putting out there for the most part now are all young. We start four rookies, uh, three of them second-round rookies. Um, so we're doing that already just by default, just because we don't have healthy players. So to your point, Lorenzo, you do throw out other guys and mix, mix and match lineups because it's your last opportunity to do it before you have to make decisions on what to do with your roster. So that, 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 that is something that the team does do and will do and, and really has done because we've had to. That's all the players we have. Hey, Bob, it's great to talk to you. Have fun tonight with uh, you got the best fans in the NBA, of course, and I know you're going to have fan appreciation night tonight, and uh, congratulations on the new gig. Uh, I know that uh, you'll put it in the right direction. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Whenever you, uh, whenever you need me, just tell my guy Raymond, uh, and I'll, I'll try to come on with you guys. He's so the best. A lot. Thanks, appreciate okay. it. There you go. Right. Bob Myers, uh, he's a former agent, had a lot of prominent players, switched to the other side of things, was the assistant GM last year, and at 37 becomes the general manager of the Warriors. By the way, 50% off food and beverages tonight. Also, they've got uh, special, a special season ticket holder and fan giveaways throughout the evening, including signed basketball shoes, game-worn jerseys as well. The first 5,000 fans entering Oracle tonight will receive a special Warriors slam dunk uh, poster as well. Spurs and Warriors tonight. Fan appreciation night. Warriors.com for your tickets, by the way. That is go. great. It was great interviewing Bob. You know, I think he was honest, very methodical about his answers. I think he's well thought out. And I think he's going to really help this, this this organization. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, he is. Good guy.